0: Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, where we watch those good movies, those bad movies, and those ugly movies of a certain genre, even if we don't agree with each other. My name is Micah.
1: Hey, I'm Kelly.
0: And I'm Charles. And uh, what I'm referencing is last week, or last time we got together, we watched the uh, Tarantino's Best, Worst, and Ugliest Films, and we had a great special guest, Dr. Mike McGinnis, and it Mike, I know you're listening. Thank you so much for coming uh, on board with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We would yeah, I mean, having you. Yeah, if you're
0: it. dead wrong, I'm sorry. But. <laughs> Charles doesn't agree, though. Mm. Well, the huh. rest of us do. Surprise, surprise, yeah. right? Yeah. It would be kind of a boring podcast if we all agree. Yes, Correct. Exactly. And I think that this one is not going to be boring. <laughs> I've got my gloves on, Kelly, <laughs> yeah, because it's okay. your pick.
1: <laughs> oh, snap. All right. I'm ready to take you guys both down. I know you're probably... Not in agreement with my picks, but that's okay because I have come prepared to defend them. So. On
2: any level, I should <laughs> say that, good, bad, or ugly, no matter so, what they are.
0: So Kelly's picks this week were, and we need to clarify something, the it is 80s coming of age. Last time
2: she said 80s teen dramas. Way to call her out.
1: I, I did, yes. I misspoke. I apologize. Yeah. I... I yeah, that, that was just.
2: I think it pretty much went like right after the podcast. I was like, wait, St. <laughs> yeah. Almost Fire, weren't yeah. they in college They're in high school? Yeah, like they uh, were
1: done with college, weren't they? Like, oh, yeah, yeah well. They're well but, into their what 20s. I, what I really meant was 80s coming of age films.
0: Okay, so how would you define an 80s, specifically 80s coming of age film? Um, don't just say it was made in the 80s. I mean, <laughs> well, was it made well, in the 80s or did it take
2: place in the 80s? Or both?
1: Uh, oh. I mean, both. I didn't really think that deeply about about you know about that aspect of it but I guess what I what I had in mind when I thought of the of the, uh, the you know this topic is 80s coming of age movies just all have this certain feel to them and granted they share some characteristics with all coming of age movies be it you know yesterday or today um but for this one I'm thinking of either um, they're kind of coming into their own as a teenager or they are coming into their own transitioning from college into the real world. Just <laughs> angst is in spades and they're all, you know, they're counting on their, their friendships to see them through the tumultuous times of their young lives. And it's kind of this, you know, kids rule, adults drool sort of mentality. So that's what I'm thinking of when I, okay, when I
2: say got that. It. Yeah. Okay. So where do you want to start?
1: Um, oh, what were your
2: three movies though? What did you pick? Just oh, that's to re- right. Okay. Refresh us.
1: Okay. So, um, my three picks were "Some Kind of Wonderful" from 1987, "St. Elmo's Fire" from 1985,
0: and "Teen Witch" from 1989. She's and crazy. I kept a straight face. She's that trying whole time. to gauge our reaction. Did you see <laughs> I, know, that? I know. I did. She she was was. <laughs> like, like, I, kept, I kept eye contact, <laughs> a straight face that whole time because I didn't. I, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the ceiling and the ground. Okay, okay, so what do you want to start off with?
1: Um, Let us begin. Let's let's start with the bad one.
0: The bad one. Okay, okay. the bad one. Here we go. All I'm right. excited.
1: Okay, so my bad pick is St. Elmo's Fire.
0: Oh, man. Are... Thank you. Okay. Yes.
2: Did you, not, you didn't think that
0: was going to be it? I, no, I'm glad it's the bad <laughs> pick because it's a sucky movie. I know. It's so bad. Okay,
2: here's the thing. Yes, I think it's a terrible film, but it's not the worst one on your list. Out of your three, oh, well. for that to be the bad one, <laughs> oh man! Okay, okay,
1: okay. Well, all right. Here, here's why. So there's a certain. I know there's some some obvious choices that didn't make it, on, you know, in any of these three categories on my list. Like, mm-hmm. there's some definite glaring omissions, but I this one. And granted, I haven't seen, you know, every, teenie, every uh, 80s coming of age movie, but of the ones I've seen, this one stands out to me as being not only bad, but, you know, again, it's it's not even ugly. Like, there's nothing I enjoy about it. This movie is devoid of entertainment and for me. The characters are
2: terrible. They
1: are, and that is exactly, yeah. that's exactly actually, why it's give so give a synopsis of it
2: real quick yeah. first before we yeah. dive into it.
1: Okay, well, there's a whole hot mess of drama happening, and I don't even know how to... I,
0: it's really just a hot mess. I,
1: it, it is. It truly is. So, okay, there's these seven, six, seven friends who seven, have... Yeah. Seven, who have... They're um,
2: forgettable, so it's okay. You know,
1: there's a <laughs> hundred of them. I don't know. So, they are... They have just graduated from Georgetown, like, some months ago, um, Georgetown University. And so, they have transitioned... <sighs> They've transitioned to life in the real world and some of them are succeeding at it better than others like um you sort of have all the much like in all the other teen movies you have all the types of people you know like there's the kind of the party girl and there's the young aspiring politician um and his his girlfriend who's kind of the feminist of the of the piece and um who who else
0: you got the straight-laced kind of nerdy girl yes virgin the virgin yes uh you've got the writer kind of kooky oh life's guy. so terrible yeah. the
1: world is ending
0: and then you got the bleeding heart romantic yes and then yeah yeah so. I, I think i, I think what i think the most interesting thing about this movie and um and this has to do with the synopsis a little bit is the cast <laughs> I mean, because the, 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 the cast is the Brat Pack. Uh, Demi Moore, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Emilio Estevez, Judd Nelson, Ali Sheedy, and then Mayor Winningham, who's not really part of the Brat, <laughs> Brat Pack, but, you know, she got thrown in there. Um, Interesting. No, yeah.
2: I, I, I gotta say, like, it's, it is, is you know, most of these, like, teen movies, they stop, like, at the prom. The prom's always the big thing or whatever. This one is interesting the fact that it follows them... <clears throat> past that point in their life. It's kind of, you know, I don't feel like that was looked at enough, but I'm not saying this is a good movie, but I'm saying I'm saying it is interesting to see like Rob Lowe, how he was the party guy and he was the cool guy and now he he's like really having a hard time with life, but he's still a despicable character. I mean, none of these characters are redeeming. Emilio Estevez is borderline. I mean, he is psycho. Yeah, he's crazy. He's, he's stalking crazy. this he's woman. Crazy. Yes. And it's supposed to be, like, charming when he, you know, gets the Polaroid and all that. And it's, like, big mm-hmm. upbeat moment. But it's, I'm just, like, it was, like Andy McDowell handled that extremely well. She did. Considering a psycho showed up. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Andy just,
1: McDowell is, like, the best thing I didn't, about this not I just movie. didn't
2: care about any of these characters.
1: No. They are, they are horrible. And you, and kind of uh, tangential to what you just said about... Most teen movies taking place, you know, being in high school, centering around the prom or blah blah blah. I wish this uh, this movie would have been more forgivable to me if it had taken place in high school because yeah. all of these characters are such brats. They are so despicable. You can't. Uh,
2: like, but, th- but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, there, but, I feel like there's potential for a great film.
1: Well, yeah, y- you know, but- like
2: okay, this the guy that would have been the jock or the high school, you know, high school sweetheart, whatever. Take them. Five years on, ten years on, what does that look like? Do they are they they successful in life, or have they just fallen you know by the wayside? I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but but this I I actually agree that's a pretty good point. But at, but as it stands, they are where they are, and these are traits that you feel like they should have. I mean, granted, twenty two is not. That much older and wiser than 18, for instance. But if they were in high school, you could chalk some of their horribleness up to just, you know, being like angsty, hormonal teenagers and figuring out their place in the world and like, oh, they'll get a reality check one of these days. But these are, they're like, they're in the real world and they're still so terrible. And more than anything, it reminded me of like little kids playing dress up in their parents' clothing, like all these immature 22 year olds acting like they're 30. Uh And it was just so hard to watch. And it just. Like, I, I read kind of some interesting pull quotes on this, and according to Joel Schumacher, the director <laughs> himself, he said, a lot of people turned down the script, and the head of uh, one major studio called it, uh, its seven-member cast, the most loathsome humans he had ever read on the page.
0: And that man is a genius. And that
1: man <laughs> is a genius. And I... I, yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. The only one of them who was even somewhat palatable, I feel, was Ally Sheedy. And she was still kind of annoying. Well, Andrew oh,
2: McCarthy, yeah. too. I mean, he was kind of annoying. But the, first of all, uh, Love actually did a very similar plot line. So maybe Love actually ripped off this movie. But they had the character that the movie kind of made you think was gay and love the guy. Uh-huh. And really, he's secretly in love with the bride or the girl, right? And but in love, actually, it was Karen Knightley, and it was Andrew Lincoln. Mm-hmm. It was. Although month- he didn't hook up with her, it's right? Just kind of like. But that, but that made you feel you felt for him in that movie. Andrew Lincoln right. was great. Andrew McCarthy. It was weird. I didn't. It was creepy, and <laughs> I know
0: it was. I mean, uh. and even
2: that that prostitute that kept trying to hook up oh with him and call him gay. How ran It was just. I don't even. I, I don't know. I just didn't get that whole segment.
1: Oh gosh, I know.
2: Can we talk for a minute
0: about? Okay, all of them are despicable. Emilio Estevez was just crazy, but <laughs> the worst part of I think the worst character in the movie was the Billy character, Rob Lowe's character. Oh my gosh, he was horrible. Why? The the whole time it tries to make it out to like oh poor Billy he doesn't know his direction in life oh he can't keep a uh, job oh. and in the end he's hey guys I'm gonna go follow my dream go to NYC and play my sax yeah come do you in premarital on premarital
2: sax don't like, remember that's how yeah. you, uh, do yeah. you in
0: premarital sax oh no well God. okay like I said and
2: then it okay I, I was just gonna say like that character I feel like could have been a good character in a movie. Like because that would in, in a high school movie he would have been the hero the cool guy whatever, but in this movie he's the loser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. The, but but the yeah, way they play it, it the way they play it, there's no consequence for. Mm-hmm. It. I mean he basically tries to rape Demi Moore in the van. Oh my gosh! His wife's right there with the kid, and he's still at the end. There's absolutely no consequence.
0: And he also he's he's justifying himself. You know what? I'm doing a really good thing for my kid by being a deadbeat dad. I'm gonna go play my sax
1: yeah and and they tried it like you can tell they're really trying to lend some redemption to his character because he's the one that goes in and convinces demi Moore to come inside and he's the one that you know gets to her in the end after they've all been trying to and it's like no that does not redeem everything else that he has done in this movie and
0: then of course at the very end uh mayor winningham, winningham. winningham? yeah her, her <laughs> character of course at the very end
2: this is not coming comment a douchey, on the woman.
0: No, what a douchey move is this that he goes up to her and says, Hey girl, I'm about <laughs> to get on a bus and you'll never see me again. Let me give you something.
2: Bam. Yeah, I give you yeah. they say like a party gift or something. Yeah,
0: let me give you a parting gift.
2: All right, see you later. I
0: know. He I mean takes... that's like
2: it's that's like a, a come online at a bar, you know? I, yeah. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Like that part really bothered me because I was like, Oh, like they slept together. Okay, cool. Because it was like <laughs> It was like, did she really want to just give her virginity gift to someone else, like I know. this random guy?
1: Like, <laughs> well, she was so. In I know love. she was in
2: love with him, but it was still like he. I don't know. It like, wasn't
0: like he was good. Like, oh, okay, well, I can trust this guy. No, he was just. She was another notch in the bedpost to him, you know. And, and know.
2: but she knew that. That's the thing. She.
1: I just the entire length of this movie, I just wanted to grab her by her cardigan and be like, girlfriend, get yourself some self respect because everything she did. It, it was it reminded me kind of of in when harry met sally the carrie fisher character and she's always like you know talking about this this married man she's seeing and then meg ryan is always like he's never gonna leave her and she's like you're right you're right i know you're right except that was kind of the comic relief and then she's kind of that sad hopelessly addicted mm-hmm. to this
2: being set up you know yes. for the, oh, that's weird
1: because she's oh. ugh, all her friends are like you need to cut this guy out of your life. He is bad news. And she's like, oh, you know, but... Oh,
2: you man. know what the best I thing about this him. movie was, right?
1: The ending? No, like, the, the fact that it was over?
2: The soundtrack. The music. Oh, yeah, yeah That's yeah, true. And Really, th- truly. You know the score, the, 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 both the music in it and the original score. It was... The guy who wrote St.
0: Elmo's Fire, he didn't want any... He, he didn't want any part in the movie, but I think the paycheck was so... It's catchy. High, it's, a catchy it's, a, yeah, it's a catchy thing. Yeah, it's a catchy thing. Now... I know Joel Schumacher gets a lot of flack because as well he should, as well he should. He's the Batman or <laughs> Robin guy, but he I mean, he doesn't—he doesn't have a horrible, you know, portfolio of what films. what movies of his. Which movies do you like? Um, phone booth, it's not bad.
2: Yeah, but it's not bad. you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't say it's uh, good. A, a Time to Kill. See, time I don't, to kill. Mean, I don't even like a Time to Kill. Really? Okay.
1: Hmm. Well. I this this is my my parting comment on this movie is th- uh, is Judd Nelson always so such an odious character because I feel like he always is like I always hate him in movies and in this movie and uh, do you guys remember like at one point towards the beginning somebody like I think it was Ali Sheedy or Someone I don't know. Anyway, someone refers to him as the quote unquote hero
0: of the group. I'm like he never does are, anything are heroic. Yeah, he's so
1: like he's awful. He's this like really he's a jerk who's only interested in you know in money and he has he's he's got this girlfriend who's trying to convince to marry him, but he cannot be monogamous to save his but life.
0: Let's be honest. Is there a hero in this
2: film? No, no,
1: there's not. But. <laughs> they-
2: bless, you. bless you thank you
1: <laughs> yeah no there's not but it's it's definitely not him he's Ill. so the
2: only movie i've seen him in um that he might be considered decent is fandango he's like the really straight-laced person in it and he's hmm. he's trying to keep them out of trouble and have you seen fandango no i don't
1: know uh, so. my
2: friend buzz uh, we watched it recently he, it's one of his favorite movies it's one of kevin costner's first movies from the 80s Hmm. This could also be considered a coming of age movie.
1: Oh, ah, okay. This okay.
2: might be brought up again. I'm just throwing it out there right now. Anyway. <laughs> Got it.
0: Well we spent a lot of time on St. Elmo's Fire, but I think it's <laughs> worth it because a lot of people like Saint Elmo's Fire. I, I know. don't know why. It I is don't know a mystery. why.
2: That's yeah. Sure. The music's great though. That's true.
1: Alright, well do you guys wanna move on to our next thing? Yes. Absolutely not. Okay, how about you guys pick which one you wanna do next?
0: Stu, I wanna do your ugly
1: my ugly one. Because
0: I think I know what that one is, at least.
1: Okay. I... I have no idea. Oh, gosh, Charles. I don't. <laughs> okay. All right. So, my ugly one is Teen Witch.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> teen Witch Go is on. terrible. <laughs> no. yeah, out of your list, Teen Witch is the worst one. Right? I know, but it, Am but I but wrong the worst. Okay. Quality-wise?
0: Out of her, now, her here, picks. Here's the thing. Okay. So... That's the ugly. The ugly always means that it's, it's god-awful, but you would watch it again. Between St. Elmo's Fire
2: and Teen Witch, heck yeah. I'll watch yes. Teen Witch
0: 500 times
2: before Thank I watch another St. Thank you, oh. no sense. It's some, you know what, Teen Witch... Well, first of all, hold on. Let's back up. <laughs> synopsis, please.
1: Okay, it's we we so... Can't, we're, we're,
2: you're really relaxed about doing synopsis. I
1: know. Sorry, guys. Um, okay, so Teen Witch, <clears throat> starring Robin Lively, unknown uh, relation to Blake, I think. Aren't they, like, sisters or cousins or something oh really yeah i think so
2: like life was like i'll look that half up her eggs, <laughs> I,
1: okay maybe they're like ants or something anyway i think they're related anyway moving on so so the synopsis for this movie would be so young blake lively louise is <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just going with it yeah. like <laughs> yeah.
1: um oh i i meant robin but uh, yeah um <laughs> so so louise is a a quirky 15 year old and she's navigating the murky waters of high school as we all do and finding it very difficult and this is yet another movie where they try to stick a girl who is really attractive and like crimp her hair and put her in baggy (laughs) thrift store clothes and try to pass her off as frumpy and undesirable which i find objectionable um Because, you know, and then they they do that so they can make this, like, grand transformation and put her in clothes that fit and put some makeup on her face and be like, oh, my gosh, she's been sexy the whole time. (laughs) But, uh, so anyway, she's going along. She starts to have these strange things happen to her, um or, and, like, around her, and starts to wonder, and, you know, she, she, she's riding her bike, and it, it's late at night, and, uh, something, she, like, gets flat tires, she crashes it, and so she goes to, knocks on the door of this house to get directions, or a lift home, and she stumbles upon <laughs> this bizarre old <laughs> sorceress, who is, like, a tarot card reader or something, and they forge an unlikely friendship, and she comes to find out that, in fact, on her 16th birthday, she is going to become a witch. And not only that, but she is old as time and was a witch in a former life and mm-hmm. is now being reincarnated into her witchly powers via this amulage. That I they've... mean,
0: we know that because of the 1612 yearbook.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another gem of a, a plot piece. Yeah. Um, so she's madly in love with this, this jock guy, Brad. Of course you, his name is Brad. Yes, as you knew his name would be. And uh, she, she, he, of course, doesn't know she exists because she's so nerdy. And uh, once she becomes a witch, she uses this tarot card lady as kind of her witch mentor and figures out, she tries to um, convince him to, she wants to become more popular, wants to gain his affections, and then craziness ensues and... There you have it.
2: There we go. So this movie... Okay, this is going to sound a little weird, and especially going off the statement he said about, you know, women being dressed down and all that. <laughs> Don't make it tied to that at all, but... Was this movie like a porn without the porn to you?
1: What? <laughs> what? what? No. Like, like the quality of it? <laughs> no, or? just... like.
2: Okay. Okay. Again, I'm not trying to get a whole feminist thing. I'm just simply saying... Like, like the locker room scene where the, we be, like, boys, like, dancing around, <laughs> singing. Right? This this felt like it would have been, like, right at home in, like, a 70s porn. Except there was no sex and there was no porn. <laughs> this is a very odd interpretation of yes. this. It's it not an interpretation. I'm not saying it's that. I'm saying it's a terrible movie that looks like it should have been porn, and probably would have been a better movie had it been porn.
0: You know what it actually was? It was actually supposed to be part of the Teen Wolf franchise. Yes. Like, like it was supposed to be and... like in the same. Teen world. Wolf's a
2: better movie though. Oh, ha- oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's Teen Wolf no Two's I'm a better movie that. with <laughs> Jason <laughs> Bateman. That's a that's a better movie.
0: No, but it was supposed to be like Team Wood, uh, Team Witch was. You know,
2: there's Team Wolves and there's Team Witches. <laughs> yes this is a terrible movie it's
1: it i'm
0: not, I'm not really no one you.
2: else thought it was like awkward the way they, the locker room oh well, well and everything
0: was there was so many awkward times when they're singing yeah, we like, like boys <laughs> like when the uh when when they go to some kind of like abandoned house or lighthouse or something and uh <laughs> she she goes with brad and he runs ahead of her and she's like brad wait up she goes to the bottom of the stairs and there's his shirt and there's his like his shoes or and then he's at the top of the stairs with
2: this is what i'm talking about (laughs) you can see that in like a Cinemax softcore porn when you go up there except there's no sex
0: (laughs) it was very odd it It was was very very very, it was a very odd
2: movie i fell to see how i'm the only one here that thought porn you really didn't think porn no no really i thought you know what i did think i thought this
0: is like a Nickelodeon made-for-TV movie, like the director's cut, because there's a lot of <laughs> then we custody, watched the wrong of...
2: movie. I mean, even the scene in the classroom when they were doing like sex education, there wasn't a, there was no need for that scene.
0: Oh, that's I, true. I
2: feel like they just wanted to say different, you know, uh-huh. phrases.
0: You know, it, it was very awkward and odd at the beginning when she's walking around in like the skimpy, sexy red dress, and I know, well, hold, on, hold on, and I know that. It this she's a teenager, obviously it's in the title, Teen Witch. And it's like this is odd, this is awkward that, you know, she's she was in this dream sequence where uh-huh. she was dancing with Brad on but the But it doesn't rooftop. even tie
2: into the rest of the movie. No, it
0: doesn't tie into the rest of the No, no. Uh,
2: but it is it, It's just some porn non sequitur.
0: Can, you saying like basically somebody had a porn script and said, Oh, we can't make this. Let's make it into i I'm witch saying movie. it's
2: almost like it was shot as a porn and then they said, Let's make it a You know, PG-13 movie and cut out all the sex and nudity. And then hire Zelda Rubenstein and tie it together. She
1: that she was the most hilarious part to me. She's always great because she was yes true. But but okay, you know when when you think of like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and all these other teen becoming a witch stories that have happened throughout the years, they always the witch mentors are always like these very moral like no, you can only use your powers for good, not evil, and not for personal gain, and blah blah blah. And I I just found it hilarious that. Th- that uh, Louise expects her to to say these things but instead she's like no girl like get revenge you know make him your love slave and you, she's just so like she's such a terrible mentor she's encouraging her to use like all our powers for all the wrong not ways not only a
0: terrible mentor but a terrible actor too yeah I'm sorry. I love her I, she's, no. she's amazing oh, but like I said I forget no. how short
2: she is and then all of a sudden they'll show you a shot where she's like half the size of the lady and I'm like oh but no she was fantastic in Poltergeist
1: Dad didn't see Poltergeist. You know I can't do scary things. You
2: haven't well. seen Poltergeist?
0: Oh my god. No, I think I've seen like the last half of it. Are we going to do a... You're both a, wrong. You're both wrong. Are X. we going to do an in- invisible I, I can't ghost? believe... <laughs>
2: I can't believe you don't see this as porn, number one. I can't believe you're calling Zelda Rumenstein a terrible <laughs> actress. She's amazing. She all, she brings up everything. Is this like a dystopian future for you right now? This <laughs> is just messing with my head. This is my nightmare before we record the podcast. <laughs>
1: Surely, (laughs) surely this won't
2: be your ugly pick. It's going to be the bad one. No.
1: It's, but don't you, I I just, when I was watching St. Elmo's Fire, like I said, I I hated it. The characters were awful. Didn't think it was funny. Didn't think it was anything but bad. But watching this movie, I know it's terrible. But I was cracking up the entire time. Like, like from the opening slow motion neon dream sequence that we were just discussing. Like you just know this movie is going to be both horrible and amazing. And
0: the 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 three guys that rap, you know.
1: Yes, and the the best friend is like, look how funky he is. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh. It was Amazing. a very, very 80s movie, oh, it which was. is what I loved about it. And it was. doesn't
2: even end. Like, I don't, there's so <laughs> many true. loose ends. It doesn't.
0: It, doesn't. it just, yeah. was there a sequel? Uh, and I don't know. Also, the guy that disappeared, her date that disappeared, you
2: know? You she never should, be yeah. she she should be, should be wanted for murder. Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> that. She's she gone. She makes one joke about him disappearing, and that's yeah. it. But okay, this is another one that's going to sound a little weird. Did she have a brother or a sister? <laughs>
0: That's a brother. I, I looked have, it up. Yeah, it was a brother. Did you have to say... A, it's an actor. Yes, I, I had that. I'm not thought. trying
2: to say anything, but I really didn't know. And <laughs> he was really bizarre. <laughs> I didn't understand his character. <laughs> even when he was like delivering it at the end, his expressions he was given. I, a was, very... I don't... I, I don't even know what to say to that. I wonder what his direction was. like. Just Be weird. Be a dog for now. <laughs> and then, we're, then serve her food. It was... Just, I don't even know.
1: Well, okay. But playing off of that i did want to point out that all all of the 80s teen movie elements were there in this movie like even though it was horrible and hilarious but you have the cheesy parents the annoying little brother slash sister who sneaks in and reads your diary and invades your privacy (laughs) the nerdy girl who's totally cute you know that we already discussed about being frumped down um of course she loves the popular jock who, you know, he's the object of her secret desires and then ultimately like, oh, he finally knows I exist, but... Um, because she
2: took off the amulet, is that... I mean, she just takes it off, kicks it over to Zelda, and then she's not a witch anymore? I was a little confused by that.
1: Well, I think I think she still is a witch, but she broke the spell somehow, the love spell, the popularity spell, so she wanted him to love her because of her but own that nature. Was,
2: I get that what she wanted, but did they say <laughs> that if you take off this... Did the spell's broken
1: i don't know i just thought it was implied
2: i i mean it was kind of but they didn't ever say that like she she just kicks it over to her and she gets a smile and
0: i think you're thinking too
2: much about it yeah i thought
0: it was just a fun fun movie but what you were saying just now about the uh-huh. team movie or 80s movie cliches uh-huh. sounds like a great segue into your next one
1: yes okay let's let's do that um all right, so that leaves my good one, as you know, to be some kind of wonderful. And Charles, I'm sorry that you're upset with me. I hope we can still be friends.
2: Uh, I just <laughs> said you're wrong on all these choices. Like, I don't even think some. I think it's a. I like some kind of wonderful. I just wouldn't put it as the best. I feel like some kind of wonderful is like in the complete middle for me. It is for me too. Okay, synopsis though.
1: Okay, so <clears throat> the synopsis is. This is this is, you kind of hear this movie described a lot as the reverse, like gender reversal of Pretty in Pink. Both um, well, yeah. from
2: the same director and same writer. Uh, oh yeah, that's John true. Hughes wrote both, and Howard. Do we say we think his name is Deutsch? Deutsch. Deutsch? Deutsch? No, Deutsch. we, we Deutsch. said it wasn't Deutsch. Uh, we Deutsch. don't know Deutsch. Deutsch. Okay, We're gonna well, say Deutsch. Same
1: same guy. He directed
2: both those movies, and John Hughes wrote both.
1: Yes. So. So in this one, um, Eric Stoltz plays Keith, who is kind of the Molly Ringwald character, very... Um, yeah, they're li- both redheads. Oh, there you go. There you go. Another connection. Freckly. Um, so they're both from sort of the um, not, you know, like the, the working class. And they they have this chip on their shoulder, both Molly Ringwald and, and um, Eric Stoltz, because they feel like they you know, are working so hard. They're like kind of nobodies in school and they have crushes on the popular girl slash boy. Um, so Keith's family like works in a, in a tire store and so he does that after school. His dad is having him faithfully save up to go to college but Keith doesn't want to go to college and so he wants to kind of do his own thing but of course then that leads into the the stereotype that I previously mentioned about parents just not understanding and all this. Um, so his best friend is Watts, played by Mary Stuart Masterson, who is amazing. Um, and she, she's kind of a, a tomboy herself. She plays the drums, and she um, realizes her feelings for Keith, her best friend, when he gets a date with Amanda Jones, a.k.a. Leah Thompson, who is the popular, um, beautiful girl that he's attracted to. Um, so the, the story is kind of about him, uh, the links he goes to to go out with Amanda Jones and prove that he's just as good as those popular guys, and uh, Watts sort of f- trying to fight off her feelings for him. Um
0: Okay. You know, what? I think that this this movie is like a rice cake to me. You know, it just it doesn't have any it doesn't have any flavor. I wouldn't consider it the best. I wouldn't consider it the worst. It's just.
1: uh, eh. See, I disagree, and here's why: because (laughs) yes, I. uh, What? (laughs) Um. I disagree because I assume that it, I, uh, well, okay. Which, which movie real quick would you guys have put as your good pick?
2: There's so many choices. You got, I think, Risky Business. I think Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think Breakfast Club. I I got the best one. Which
0: one? I mean, are we going to go there right now? She's asking. Yeah. Okay. Big. 1988. Big. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not high school, and it's not adulthood. It's a kid learning what adults are about. And and then, hmm.
2: and then yeah, I, I, creepy I could, sex scenes, all yeah, that. Uh, oh, but it's great. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, well, you think well, Big was supposed to be a porn, too? Yeah. <laughs> well, look at the title. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that wasn't.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead, so, go. Well, all right. It so, originally so, start Tom Hanks. So, anyway, I... I some of those movies like you bring up the breakfast club and and um ferris bueller and all that so i i don't know to me like i i know this is gonna be unpopular but i really don't like the breakfast club that much i i think it's i would put it up there i
2: 16 candles
1: i do like 16 candles but i but but both of those are sort of like full of their own here's li- the thing
2: though. You you didn't say a John Hughes film. You, the, 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 I know you said this written, is a John Hughes film. it's written by him, but there's no directed by John Hughes and I feel like yeah, any time there's a coming-of-age movie, he did the best.
1: I don't I think this is better than those than those movies because I, it What about just, risky business? I don't really like risky business either. I'm sorry. I don't really <laughs> like it either. It's I don't like Tom.
0: Ta- I don't like the character in that. Just he's a you know,
1: yeah, he's kind of a
2: it's cool. Like, yeah, it's cool. Okay. Well, okay. Big, right.
1: though, big, so, so the reason is I, I just think, in some kind of wonderful, I think that the chemistry between the two, between Watts and Keith, is a little bit more substantial than it usually is in these movies between the lead person and the object of their affections. Like usually, there's nothing to really tie them together, and you like, yay, they got together in the end, but it's like they, they won't stay together. There's not, there's like attracted to each other, and that's all. But what? Well,
2: I gotta say that I like Lee Thompson and, uh, what's in this one I like both of their characters yeah, like they at least made Leah Thompson like redeemable she wasn't just mean
1: exactly that's another reason why I like it is because she she played the the beautiful popular girl or whatever that's usually kind of the brat in these movies and they gave her lots more sensitivity and dimension than they usually do like she wasn't just she kind of had a chip on her shoulder as well because she was from sort of a working class background and she was just sort of fronting with the rich girls I
0: got to say that you, her character really did have a lot of layers because she was it's not that she was like mean to Eric Stoltz, mm-hmm. but she wasn't like, oh yeah, you're a cool guy. And once I got to know you, you're really not. I mean, she was real standoffish the whole time. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm not supposed to be with you because we're in different, uh, you know, high school pecking orders. So.
1: Exactly. And, and they, I really like the scene where they go on their date and they're, they kind of get at each other's throats because they both realize that they've been using each other. Keith is using her as a way to sort of fulfill this inner inferiority thing that he has among his high school pecking order and she admits that she's using him because she she wants to be better than those other girls that she's friends with she, she she wants to have more substance than they do she doesn't want to only date the popular doofy guys you know and so she's and she's using him as a way to get out of her relationship with hardy too
0: i think that if leah thompson's character was the main character and it really focused on her i think that that, that would be a better movie than being eric stoltz You know, trying to pine after Leah Thompson and then the Watts trying to pine after him. And then at the end, I just, I don't like the end either. I don't like the end. It's very, very 80s. It's a very, very 80s -hmm. thing, like running through the airport type Mm -hmm. of thing. But, you know, where he walks out and all of a sudden he has this, like, epiphany. Nothing has changed about Watts. All she did was she's sitting on the hood of the car now. What if she was, you know, It's there's nothing different.
1: Yeah, I, I do kind of agree with you about that. I will, I, I just sort of chalk it up to him... Finally completing his mission or whatever and he confronts Hardy and he's ended his date with Amanda He realizes, you know, she's nice, but they're not really for each other He goes he's, he comes out he sees Watts who's been there all along in this embarrassing chauffeur costume He She's kind of crying because she really cares so much about him And I I just always say in my mind I justify it like, you know, he goes out He sees her and it all just kind of hits him like she's been there for me She's the one I'm supposed to be with so I mean it is a little cheesy, but but again, I can't think of an '80s teen movie that doesn't have that mm. that cheesiness element. And I just the back kind of going back to the Breakfast Club thing. Like, I I know I don't know. I I just feel like it is so melodramatic, and it's so angsty and so over the top, and every character is like I don't know, just feeling so sorry for themselves and. And it's well, kind of just like everyone has problems story. back to
2: that movie fandango i mentioned that's a coming of age movie because it's like i think it's right after college and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with their lives and that's but it takes place it's it's right it takes place like in the 70s like so i think like one of the characters is going to be like he's you know uh he's going to go off to vietnam and all that so so you guys should check that one out because that was also made in like 86 i think so
0: mm-hmm. it's kind of like Saint Emma's fire but with good
2: characters <laughs> well it doesn't have the <laughs> full brat pack but it does have uh oh it does have, it's the brat
0: pack movie no no i'm saying it doesn't i'm sorry oh.
2: it does not but it's got judd nelson mm. so okay. it's judd it, nelson it. but he's playing like a straight lace guy like real straight lace kevin costner is more the free spirit mm-hmm. and i forget the other people in it but yeah it's it's basically they're going to go on one last like ben and
0: is it true you don't see kevin costner
2: no no you're thinking of the big chill i think oh okay there's Let's one do. movie where he's it was his very first role, and they ended up cutting him out of the movie, and all you see is, like, because he, he's a character that died, and all the people come back to see him, okay. or to go to his funeral. And I think all you do is you see him in the coffin, like, once or twice. I think that's the movie. But Van hmm. really good, too, so check it out. But I, I think Breakfast Club, and for the record, I like Big a lot. I just don't see it as a coming-of-age movie. And... When you go back and watch it now, I think it is kind of a weird sex scene with Tom Hanks where he's still a little boy, but he's having sex with the older woman in the play mm. I don't know. Does that not mess with your head a little bit? You've seen a 12-year-old. Yeah, year and old? It, honestly,
0: when I was in 1988, when I was, what, seven years old watching it, I, I of course, I didn't understand anything then, but it still
2: had that weird, like,
0: this isn't right. Yeah. Feeling. Mm.
2: So, yeah. there's some worth Anyway, that's a Speaking whole...
0: Speaking of, it, it's, it's kind of fun. Fun, Fun's not a good word. Okay. Eye-opening? To go back and see these 80s movies that you saw when you were like 10 years old, mm-hmm. you know, people that are our age, you saw that you're 10 and you're like, oh, wow, it said that? Oh, it talked about that? Oh. Yeah. Like, right. for instance, uh, with Team Witch, uh, my wife <clears throat> came in when I was watching uh, Team Witch. And she, goes, and she oh, thought Team it was Witch. a porn. Oh, no. <laughs> And she goes, oh, wow, Team Witch, I used to love this movie. And she sat down and watched like three minutes and she goes, oh, my God, <laughs> I used to
2: like this movie. This is so bad. Well, I know it's a cult film. <laughs> And I also, it used to, I think it used to play on HBO all the time. So, I mean, I'm, as a kid, I'm sure I saw it. There's actually a musical, Teen Witch Live. What? Wow. Yeah, there's a musical <laughs> stage version of it.
1: Yeah. That I, I kind of want to see that. Is, either lie. way,
2: it's like, I'm, I'm sure I've seen it before, but I had no idea it was that bad until I rewatched it. And it's like, it's really bad.
1: It is, but I still love it. I I mean, I, like Micah said earlier, I would watch it 500 times before I rewatched St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. I, but, but. You know, some kind of wonderful though. It to me, it has it has a nice, like it's not so melodramatic as as we were speaking about some of the other ones were, but but it has a little bit more of a genuine humor mm-hmm. in it. It's a little bit lighter. It's not as, like, Whoa, you know, fists in the air, teen angst. But,
2: mm-hmm. um, I don't know. That's, yeah. Like I said, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think all of the all of the John Hughes movies. I think just. They
1: hit it better. I, I see. I do. I really really like Sixteen Candles. I do, but I re- I went back and rewatched it before this podcast because I figured it would probably come up at some point, point. and it doesn't necessarily hold up as well. Um, like the thing. The thing with Long Duck Dong is like kind of kind of awkward now. I, I don't know. Okay, like, okay it, one it
0: more like way, though. What about
2: What about Say Anything?
0: It's too much. Really? Say Anything's too much. I, Cam mm. and Crow, just in general, is too much. But Say Anything, is just like what. what? Yeah. Uh, okay, but
2: say anything. I'm not talking about his recent movies. I understand Alonzo. But... John John
0: Cusack's character. I can't even think of what his name is. Um, Lloyd, Lloyd Dahmer. Dahmer Lloyd Dahmer. Yeah. I always get that confused because there was a, a, um, How I Met Your Mother episode where like you could either go Dahmer or Dobber You could be either serial killer or like
2: <laughs> Emily West. Yes. it Dahmer. Dahmer. When the character's name named Lloyd, in that too. No, Dom. I
0: know. I. Know. I'm not anyway, stupid. Charles. Since you have so many opinions <laughs> about your good pick, what are your uh, what's your genre for bite your next time? Fine, um, you'll bite my way <laughs> What's your genre for next? It's your it's your picks. Okay,
2: okay. Car movies. Okay. And the way I'm defining like, this, yeah, uh, it's a movie that has to significantly feature a car. So. I got. I ruled off uh, bullet for the because bullet and French Connection they both have a car scene in them, but they're not really about cars. So mm. this is these are movies that are about cars, um, and they also feature a lot of driving, a chase scene, stuff like that. Okay. All okay. Right. So okay. A significant plot revolves around cars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So, my Pixar. Uh, oh wow. Your Pixar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not cars. Um, <laughs> um, I <laughs> would say, uh, so it would be, uh, let's see, uh, Smokey and the Bandit, okay. and Gone in 60 Seconds, and Gone in 60 Seconds.
0: Hmm. So okay. Say that again.
2: The, the original Gone in 60 Seconds, from 1974. Oh. The remake of Gone in 60 Seconds, from 2000. Okay. And Smokey and the Bandit.
1: Interesting. This will be a po- uh, first on this podcast. I and- didn't
2: even know that Gone in 60 Seconds was a remake. Well, now you do. Now I do, and now <laughs> yeah. so does and now I'm all like, of our listeners. I'm like wondering if I should have thought about Pixar when I picked these. That totally screwed <laughs> me up. Um, okay, then, but there you go. Wow. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for listening
0: to our podcast, and uh, be sure to subscribe to us on uh, iTunes uh, and uh, check out our website. It's just awesomecom We got a lot of cool stuff going on. Yep. And um, guys, we'll see you next time. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah, have fun. a good one. Bye.